When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Chad Lopez on behalf of the WABC family. Today we honor the life of our colleague and friend Bernard McGurk. On the New York City airways from 1986 to 2022, his infectious personality, work ethic, and ability to get everyone to rally around this, usually shy guy from the Bronx, was amazing to see and hear. What Bernie has meant to everyone here at 77 WABC is immeasurable. He was a gentleman. His ability to be kind, to ask you if everything was okay as he saw you in the hallways, and to be a constant broadcasting professional. The hard work paid off. This year, Bernie and Sid became the number one news talk morning show in New York City, and boy, did he deserve it. He will be missed by all that knew him and listened to him. He is the fabric of the morning show. He is the morning show. Keep listening all day long as we honor our friend, Bernard McGurk. And now, we will pause for a moment of silence. Seventy-seven WABC and Ramsey Subaru remember Bernard McGurk. Remembering Bernard McGurk. This is Rudy Giuliani. Well, so many stories. I'm going to give you a quick one and a slightly longer one. The quick one is Bernard McGurk is the reason that I must endorse me for mayor of New York. I was on the Imus show quite a bit when I was U.S. attorney. Imus liked me, but he, you know, thought maybe I was a little too tough. And it went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And he endorsed me, and I found out from all the producers and everyone else, because you know, Bernard was loyal, loyal, loyal that Bernie is the one who put it over the top. Second, as I became mayor and became very close to Cardinal O'Connor, which didn't start off very close, but that's a different story. And we would have dinner uh, quite often. He used to love to complain to me about Bernie. He used to say, why does Bernie play me with an Irish accent? I do not have an Irish accent. I was an admiral in the United States Navy, the chief chaplain. I don't talk like this. I, I, don't, I don't say top of the morning or any of this other stuff. So I thought he was serious. So I went and I told Bernie that. And Bernie started laughing. And, and then the next time I said to the cardinal, I felt kind of embarrassed. You know, he was laughing. He said, I just kid around about that. You didn't, you didn't realize it was a joke? See, this is because you're not Irish, he said. <laughs> the Cardinal loved Bernard McGurk. Loved him. I'm telling you, Cardinal O'Connor up there in heaven was the first one to greet him. No doubt about it. And he said, so cut out the Irish accent, okay? <laughs> Bernie was a great man. Brilliant, kind, fun. Oh, I could just go on and on, and we're going to miss him terribly, not just at ABC, but in New York and America. Great patriot. This is Rudy Giuliani.
Keep listening for more Remembering Bernard McGurk. So when the president tweets out yesterday, he tweets out that uh, what's happening to me with this impeachment is is like a lynching. I'm being lynched. And uh, what is a lynching? A lynching is when a mob, uh, well, technically when they hang somebody and they're not given due process. In this case, uh, Clarence Thomas, for example, he used the the phrase high-tech lynching. The president is referring to he's being high-tech lynched because you have a mob the media, the Democrats in Congress, and they're they're essentially hanging him without due process. I mean, uh, you know, politically is what they're doing. Everything is behind closed doors. And so there is a certain analogy to it. Now, I know the word is racially charged, but as callers pointed out and as is a fact, they lynched white people. That's that was Western justice. There was no due process in a lot of places and in the South. And horribly, it happened to black people. A lot, but it did happen to Italians. That's how we have the word Columbus, the, the, the holiday Columbus Day. Because, well, anyway, that's what they did. But I understand the, uh, you know, the complaint that it's racially, so, you know, leave it out. But so the yesterday, the outrage over it was uh, on cable news. It was incessant and ubiquitous. Joe, that's nonstop and never ending. So, uh, and everywhere, I should say. Walt Frazier will use that word tonight during the Nixon Spurs. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, ubiquitous and incessant on the left side. <laughs> so, so that's what it was. And uh, here is an example of somebody's morons whining, triggered over the, uh, another presidential tweet. I mean, have we not seen this movie before? Listen to these idiots. The president should not compare a constitutionally mandated impeachment inquiry to such a dangerous and dark chapter of American Hakeem history. Jeffries. President Trump igniting a new firestorm tonight with an angry tweet about the impeachment inquiry, calling and himself yours. a victim of a, quote, yeah. lynching. When the going gets tough, you can almost count down on your fingers the amount of time it'll take Donald Trump Nicole to turn Wallace. to race baiting. How dare he compare our constitutional obligation for oversight to a hate crime? How dare the president dare compare lynching to impeachment? How dare the president oh, compare up. Article 2, Section 4 of the Constitution to yeah, mob yeah. violence and lynching? How dare he? And yet again, it is an example of Donald Trump having no appreciation for the history of this nation. The gall to 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 suggest Shut up, that right. that's he a, is experienced. Uh, that's Kamala. I slept my way to the you. top. How dare you? I'm crossing the you ocean. Gotta go. Going back to school. I should be back in school. So you hear all this uh, way over the top, apocalyptic, just aye, aye, aye. outrage over this this uh, l- the Trump using the word lynch to describe impeachment, and of course in this case he's not receiving due process. Ramsey Subaru in 77 WABC. Remember, Bernard McGurk.
Can I help you not to hurt anymore? We saw brilliance when the world was asleep. There are things that we can have but can't As we start the fifth hour of this six-hour Bernie tribute that uh, I'll be here for through noon today. It's been an amazing morning. It really has. All the way back to Janice Dean, Christopher Mad Dog, Russo, Chaz Palmin, Terry, Bill O'Reilly, Bo Deedle, Pete Morgan, Peter King, Jill Vitale, Lauren Conlin, Mayor Eric Adams. And the last hour I spent with Charles McCord. And when McCord left the I Miss show, a lot of folks thought that would be it. How do you replace a guy like Charles McCord? Well, you don't. You don't replace Bernie either. But um, I just found a guy that uh, was right there with Charles. He was great. Really funny. Really brilliant. Good-looking guy. Very good-looking. On TV. And a guy that we all went on to love. And the audience loved him, too. And now he's a big star in Fox Business. The man that replaced Charles McCord and actually did a tremendous job, Connell McShane. Connell, it's Sid. How are you, buddy? I'm all right, Sid. I can't believe you guys made me follow Charles again. It was I know it was hard enough the first time. I know. I was oh my god! We did it on purpose. We're like, we got to go from Charles to Connell, but you did, a, you did the transition. You made almost seamless. He's a wall. Well, he's a, like a walk. He's still like a walking thesaurus. I was listening last hour. It's just amazing. The guy, although that was pretty funny when that uh, that siren starts going off in his home, like <laughs> he goes, "There's a tornado approaching in the Ozarks." <laughs> what is going on? But that uh, no, was a great hour. And Charles, oh, thank uh, you. you know, it, it's funny, Sydney. Well, it, there's only one it, it's personal story involving Bernard that keeps coming back into my head the last few days, and it, it actually involves replacing Charles because. I obviously I was so I was so excited about the opportunity, but I was also so nervous sure. about re- trying to take someone's spot like him. And we had this uh, this meeting at Imus's office, and his office was in the the ground floor of the apartment building he lived on on the west side of Manhattan. And it was it was me and Bernard and Lou and Imus. I don't know, Rob and Tony may have been there, but the point is, we had this meeting where Imus was going to say, "Hey, we got to," I guess, kind of reset the show or whatever he wanted to do rally the troops however you want to put it and the meeting wraps up after he had done all that and and you know i didn't i wasn't really that close to bernard in terms of other people on the show because i'd been working on the show a couple of years before that doing business reports from fox so you know i knew uh you know i miss uh you know rob and, and tony and all the people at fox i already work with got to know lou and uh, the great gunzelman and people like that we'd go out after work sometimes but bernard really didn't you know, come to those things as much. He kind of stuck to himself, which I kind of appreciate. I think I'm kind of that way now. But he, so I didn't, the point is I didn't really know him that well. The meeting wraps up and we're, we're walking out 
And I was just uh, still kind of in shock about even having the job. And, and Bernard kind of yells behind me. He says, Connell, where are you going? I said, oh, I was just going to walk to the subway. He goes, I'll walk with you. I said, all right. So oh, we wow. walk uh, out on out onto Central Park West. And the two of us are walking up the street there. And in those 10 minutes, he he, he came me kind of the keys to the castle. He told me how <laughs> how to handle the I-Man and just yeah. gave me this invaluable advice that put me at ease and, oh. and set me up for success. Or at least, you know, as we used to say back in those days, at least made me avoid failure, which was sometimes right. the goal on that show. I'll you tell know, you, I that, rem- that reminds me of the story with me and I miss. Uh, your Bernard McGurk for me was Mike Breen. I went to see I miss... Uh, when Chernoff right. said you're gonna, you know, do the sports, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I miss, I don't know. And uh, he said, No, no, you go meet him. And I went to Thirty Rock. I miss was doing his radiothon, and the only person, well, the two guys, Mike Brancessa and Mike Breen. And uh, he didn't take me on a ten minute walk. He didn't tell me ways to uh, to get through. I miss. I went up to Mike Breen. I said, You don't know me. I'm Sid Rosenberg. I'm the new sports guy. Yeah, yeah. I said, Can you give me a word of advice? And he said, And I quote, Run. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he's going to join us at 1030. So that was a very daunting task, uh, uh, Connell, to uh, replace Connell, uh, to replace Charles. And I have to imagine that, you know, the way Don is so cantankerous at times. And even though it did not end pretty with him and Charles, Charles kind of downplays that. It didn't end pretty. You know how much he loved and respected him. So you ought to be scared to death above and beyond how you would do on the air how much resentment Don would carry. Not your fault because of the Charles exit. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I was just such in a daze at the time and just so surprised. I mean, I must have told the story on the air before, but when I uh, came on the show, I had only been at Fox a few years and I was <clears throat> I was interviewing for a job at, at another network the day that he called to hire me. And, and my life was such a whirlwind at the time that I was just I couldn't believe I'd even been hired to do the job that I don't even remember um, some of those shows. It was like I was doing the show in the 80s. <laughs> and I don't even remember <laughs> Half the shows that we did at the beginning, I was just trying to get through it and trying yeah, to um, yeah, and yeah. trying not to screw up too much. No, but, you, you didn't. You know, Listen, you, you're great. You, you did a great job, and I, and I do remember that uh, at the end, at least the last couple of years, maybe a couple of months. I don't remember exactly, but Don yeah. would take off Fridays. And Fridays would be basically the Connell and Bernie show. And, and I would uh, hop in every now and then. But you two guys, specifically Connell, you and Bernard, would host that show on Fridays. And you guys had a blast. We had a lot of fun. I mean, I, you know, uh, Bernie and I, I mean, he was obviously older than me. And, and like I said, um, you know, when we first started working on the show, wasn't as pers- personally close to him. But then when we moved over to the radio station after having been in the building with Fox and and Imus was only on the radio, then we worked together in the same building every day. And, you know, I think we kind of identified as having kind of similar backgrounds. As I said, even though he's a little older, we're both grew up Irish in New York, uh, both are, you know, parents from Ireland, my dad and, and his dad, both Irish. And I know my, my parents spent a lot of time up in the Catskills where his dad was. We used to talk about all that kind of stuff. So we had like a similar background. But the other thing I would say, Sid, uh, which I think is interesting, is that I had kind of a double relationship with the show and that before I was on it, I was a listener and um, the Cardinal always got, so this, it, it, this is kind of a weird story, but I was, um, doing the mornings at Bloomberg radio. When I first started, this is going back to like, you know, some 15, 20 years ago almost. And I was doing it with a guy named Lane Bajardi who's a 10, 10 wins now. And he was a pretty big Imus fan. So we had these consoles where we plugged our headphones into, and you could basically change the input and put any audio you wanted into the console. And the, those days Imus was being simulcast on MSNBC, of course. So when the card would come on or some funny bit Rob would, 
was doing would come on, we would see it on the TV. So if we were in a commercial break, or even if we were on the air sometimes, and Lane maybe was introducing traffic or whatever the case might be, I would change the input, or, and, and he would do the same on his headphones <laughs> so we could hear Imus. Right. So I started to get really into all the bits then as a listener, uh, especially the Cardinal, which cracked me up. And what was funny about that, by the time I actually started doing the show and got on the show with Imus, he had, for whatever reason, and this always, as you guys know, this happened from time to time. He would stop doing something that he'd been doing for years. He had kind of stopped doing the Cardinal. He'd only done it once or twice since coming to Fox. And I was always bugging him to do it. He's like, oh, no, we're not doing that anymore, blah, blah, blah. And one year on St. Patrick's Day, I actually was watching this on YouTube last night because it made me laugh. Uh, right up, uh, uh, We're coming up on St. Patrick's Day. I said, come on, I man. It's St. Patrick's Day. Let's, you know, let's have a, have a laugh here. Bring the Cardinal back, blah, blah, blah. All right. Fine. And then the day before, a couple of days before, he said, ah, fine, you can have your card. I'll tell Bernard. And so it came back, and that was the first time that I was there for it. Oh, so yeah, it's great, <laughs> I just right? remember Bernard kind yeah. of launching into it, and he gets into, um, uh, you know, his whole cardinal bit, and as he used to do with Charles, but I, it never happened to me. You know, he's, he's calling me names, and I'm the old uh, – <laughs> Uh, you know, the old lackey for yeah. Imus or whatever it was. And, and I, it was just so funny. And, and to be there doing it after listening for years, always, it always cracked me up. Well, you, uh, and we'll wrap it up with this. And, and uh, he really did love you, by the way. He did tell me to be careful, though. He said, watch out for Connell. I know he yeah. works at Fox. He's on the Imus show, but he's a liberal in uh, in disguise. He... Uh... <laughs> He uh, he really did love you, and you guys really did do a very nice show together on Fridays. You're both very, very entertaining. You uh, particularly are a very, very funny guy and very, very bright. Uh, were you as shocked as everybody else when you heard? I know you, you sent me a Facebook message about two months ago. Yeah. Because you, you think about Bernard, you think about strength, and the guy's working out, and he's eating right, and he's doing pull-ups on the street. Were you as shocked as everybody else? Yeah, I think you know I was at the wake the uh, the other day and in the afternoon I ran into Mike Breen on the way in and I think it was Mike said that everybody thought Bernie was was indestructible and I think that I kind of thought that too and I just thought when I heard he was sick that he would beat it and I didn't know how sick he was and I'm glad that I you know I, I reached out to him probably two and a half three weeks before. Um, you know, he died and, and we exchanged very nice messages. Oh, good, um, good. And, uh, and I, and I felt uh, good about that, that I thought, told him I was thinking about him and he, and he said some nice things in return, but I, I, you know, I just didn't know for those times, like what I said, when I talked to you said how sick he was and he did feel uh, all those years, like he was an indestructible guy. So yeah, I was, I was shocked and I'm, you know, I've been thinking about his family and his children and it, it's just, it's, it's terrible way too soon. It's just terrible. It is. Uh, but you were a great friend, a great personality on the show. You really had a really tough job and you did it <laughs> and you, uh, you really did. You did a fantastic job. I mean, Lou didn't like you very much, but he's got a no, horrible I taste. Know. Yeah. Lou, say hello to Connell, will you? Say hello to Connell. Connell, I, I have to echo what Sid said. I didn't like you that much. <laughs> no, exactly right. I know. Oh, I love Lou. I love Lou. Uh, Isn't this funny? A lot of these guys are loose back with us now on a regular basis uh, for about five months now, Connell. And uh, yeah. he's just great. And we all loved you. You really did a terrific job in a tough spot. Became a very, very dear friend of all of ours. Bernie loved you. So thank you for calling in today and, and being a part of this. You're a terrific guy, Connell McShane. Thank you. Miss you, Connell. All right, buddy. Thank Woo! you so much, Sid and Lou. Take care, guys. It was good to talk to you. Terrible you too. circumstances, but good to talk to you. You too, buddy. What a class act and a really tremendous talent. Really is. I watch him on Fox Business all the time. He's a smart guy. I'm traveling all over the place, this kid. I think his son, I think his son's name is Jackson, like Gary Delabate's kid. Uh, yeah, Jack. I think he just went to college, Jack. He Jack. went to uh, yeah. college maybe two years ago. But he's a big Met fan. 
his uh, his son, like me, like I am, and like Bernie was. Oh, yeah. Big in sports. Yes. Very, 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 very big, yes. one eight hundred eight four eight 848 wabc 1-800-848-9222. Still a lot more great guests to come, including Tom Bigfoot Bowman, Mike Gunzelman, Warner Wolf, Rob Bartlett, Mike Breen. They don't get bigger than Mike Breen. Maybe I'll take a couple of calls also if I've got time to do that. I'm here until 12 as we continue the great Bernie McGurk tribute for one of the greatest people you'll ever meet, my friend Bernie. Be right back. Isn't there, they say, who cares if one more light goes out in the sky of a million stars? It flickers, flickers. Who cares when someone's time runs out if a more Seventy-seven WABC and Ramsey Subaru. Remember Bernard McGurk. Remembering Bernard McGurk. This is Joe Piscopo. I was just on with uh, Sid and Bernie. Bernie and Sid. You know, uh, it had to be a year ago. Out at a country club, we did an event for WABC Radio, and I was out there and. Uh, I sat down and it was so comfortable being with Sid, I know, you know, and, and Bernie, I knew a little bit, but he always made you feel comfortable, always made you feel comfortable, you know, and I love the give and take uh, of uh, Bernie and Sid, and we just got right into the mix and had a blast, you know, but I remember distinctly when I first met uh, Bernie McGurk, it was at Fox News, it was, I gotta remember it uh, so distinctly, coming down the hallway from uh, the Neil Cavuto show that I was doing. And Bill O'Reilly uh, was, he was like just number one crushing at Bill O'Reilly when Bill O'Reilly was on Fox, you know. And Bernie McGurk was with him. And and Bernie came out of the hallway and we saw each other. And I knew him from Imus, you know, knew of him from Imus. And he was so nice. And it was like, hey, and here's a guy that, you know, now he's with the number one show on television at the time. And he was kind and he was nice. And it was like, and I said, what a, what a nice guy this guy is. What a great guy. And knew from then. And I was so happy to see him go over to WABC and go with Sid and have such great success. So rest in peace. Uh, Bernie, we're thinking about you. The whole broadcasting industry is thinking about you. Love to the McGurk family. Love to the family, Margo and John and, and Sid, certainly, at WABC. This is Joe Piscopo. Keep listening for more Remembering Bernard McGurk. Cardinal uh, Egan. Good morning, Cardinal Egan. Good morning, God bless. <clears throat> well, congratulations to you, I, Mr. Lamar, for, pick, for picking the correct bunch of morons in the stupid basketball finals. Your intelligence, eh, Mr. Marr, and your foresight is exceeded only by your humility. And might I say, eh, Mr. Marr, our eagerness to hear your future picks is exceeded by our eagerness to hear of Mrs. Imus picking out a nice coffin for your putrid corpse, you tired old reptile. You shut your suck hole. Nobody gives a rat's butt, you dirtbag, you. Let me just say this, eh, Mr. Marr. Sure. God bless this Angelina Jolie woman for taking some time out from play acting in stupid movies and blowing half of Hollywood. To help the poor colored folk in Africa, be Jesus. By shining a light in the horrors of that take place in that godforsaken continent on a daily basis, I'm Mr. Marr. Let me ask you this. Where the hell are the likes of Al Sharpton or the Reverend Jesse Jackass? 
or Oprah, or Spike, or Whoopi, or Puff, or your man, Schmuck Phoebe Jeez, when it comes to this stuff, I'm Mr. Martin. Answer me, fella. Well, that's a good point, actually. And congratulations, I'm Mr. Martin, to CNN's Anderson Cooper for snagging the first interview with Miss Jolie after she gave birth. Who cares if CNN had to pay for the interview? But it's worth it just to look at Miss Jolie's lips, I'll tell you that, I'm Mr. Martin. <laughs> of more concern should be the fact that Sissy Boy Cooper also paid for a duffel bag full of Brad Pitt's dirty underwear, the little flippy Jeez. <laughs> oh, no, 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 sick, no, I'm no, Mr. Martin. No, no. Let me no, just no, say that's, this. That's, that's, Go on ahead. That's hurtful. Eat me, you fella. It's obvious, hey, Mr. Martin, that this, yes. uh, this Nancy Grace from Car TV is less a legal legal and more a loudmouth legal a-hole, BGs. She's clearly no Clarence Darrow or, or Dan Abrams, for that matter, hey, Mr. Martin. The dingbat yeah. should get her facts straight before trying to lynch some innocent white college boys. Becoming clearer by the day, hey, Mr. Martin, that the smartest thing to ever come out of Nancy Grace's mouth with some law professor's manhood, no, no, Jesus, no, no, God, forgive me. No, 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 no. We need no. a prayer. No. The heathen passages. No, no, no. No, we don't want to pray. Oh, Lord. Name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Right. Yeah. I man beaten with a tire iron. We want the most, be Jesus. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray that when people see speak English only signs in restaurants and feel dissed, they come see me, the Cardinal, and he can chow down on this, be Jesus. Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. Come on ahead. Lord, 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 we also pray that someone gets Dixie Pig Natalie Means to shut up and chill and make sure. Sure, the fat slut always takes her morning after pill, be Jesus. Lord, hear our prayer. No, no, no. Lord, we pray that crazy Dan Rather bugs out and beats farmer boss Len Les Moonves' tush. But, some, but someone stops him before he kicks Katie Couric straight in her bush, be Jesus. Lord, hear our prayer. No, 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 no. Lord, we pray that black rappers and entertainers help Africa rise out of the pits and stop acting like selfish pimps and not be headed nitwits. Come on. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray. The I-Man's next ranch accident permanently keeps him from talking. And that he returns to New York in the condition of Stephen Hawking, BG. Oh, no, 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 no. And finally, <laughs> finally, Lord, we pray. We little Wyatt Imus and his friends, just for a gag, put some really toxic cleaning liquid in the I-Man's IV bag, BG. Oh, here are prayer. Which doesn't belong in Hawaii. Which doesn't belong in Hawaii. A, North Korea's President Kim Jong-il. Kim Jong-il. Iranian President Ahmad... Akhmadinejiz, BGs. Akhmadinejiz. <laughs> See, morning prick, I miss Namar. Which is the belong in why? Well, obviously, morning prick, I miss Namar. You slobbering, two legged liver spot, you be Jesus. <laughs> well, all three of these evil scumbags' obsession with weapons is clearly rooted in bedroom inadequacy, BGs. The answer, the answer, prune face is A, B. The Iranian, what the Iranian schmuck doesn't belong because only like the Korean and the, the old cowpoke. Yeah. The Iranian has never fornicated with a German shepherd and then eaten it for dinner, BGs. Go on ahead. Move along, you dirtbags. Oh, Cardinal Egan, I'm sorry. They're on to somebody. Cardinal Egan here on the I Miss the Morning Program. Senator Rick Santorum is next. Ramsey Subaru in 77 WABC. Remember Bernard McGurk. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Jethro Tell, you know it's Mike. You know, we just talked to Connell McShane. He had the daunting task of taking over after Charles McCord left. And um, I was after Mike Breen. And as good as I was, and I was really good on the I Miss show, I was. There was nobody like Mike. Mike Breen was the best sports guy that I Miss ever had. But over the years, Mike and I have developed this beautiful friendship because of Bernard, quite frankly. And um, when Bernie passed, Mike was a guy that actually called me. And I was happy with Mike because I know how close Bernard and Mike were. And uh, Mike has a story about his own wife. That'll tell you how close they actually were. Don't be fooled by the voice of the Knicks and Mr. NBA and Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy and a Hall of Famer and all those things that Mike Breen has now done, which are all momentous. The Mike Breen that I've loved over the years is the guy that was speaking after me in church yesterday at the funeral. And the guy that drove out to the grave site for that ceremony. And the guy that went out for dinner afterwards with Bernie's family. He's a dear friend and a wonderful guy. And uh, was a major part of the Irish in the morning program. And Bernie loved him to pieces, as I do. Here he is, the great Mike Breen. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Sid. I I think um, you should be uh, aware of an update from yesterday. Um, The Catholic Church is now looking into whether or not they need to perform an exorcism in the church that you spoke of yesterday for Sid Rosenberg actually speaking at a Catholic church. Uh, very traumatic oh, thing. God. Oh, God. You know, thank God you came on after me and said that because I was a blubbering mess. I actually wasn't very happy with the job that I did. And you came up there and said that, and the whole church burst into laughter, and, and it was so important. You went on to say some really beautiful things, including – he was the richest man when he died, not because of material things. But when you said that, Mike, you broke up the whole church. And you've always had that ability to make people laugh. And Bernie loved that about you. Whether you were a Mike Breen doing sports or a Bill from White Plains, it didn't matter. You just, you've got a brilliant sense of humor. Well, this, the only real proper way to, to pay tribute to, to Bernard, and everybody calls him Bernie. He's always been Bernard or B. Um, he became Bernie with, with with you with with your guys' incredible show. Um, Thank you. But you had to you had to pay tribute with him with humor because that's what that's what he would have wanted. But you know it didn't matter what what anybody really said yesterday um, because it was all love. Everything was said with love and the outpouring of love that that we've heard since since Bernie passed um, has been just it's it's overwhelming. And you know I made the point yesterday that. I don't think he really ever realized what a big deal, what a radio star he had become because of his humility. Um, but I think what we've seen over the past week is is certainly evidence of that. He was he was something special. And you know, Sid, when you think about it, in terms of his career, listen for for us, it's all about the man, and and he was one of those friends of a lifetime. But when you want to talk about his career, his his career that he built is one of the most remarkable careers in the history of radio. Here's the, he didn't go to school for broadcasting. This was not a plan for him. Um, just a short time before he even got his first job in, in radio, he was driving a cab in Yonkers. But he had this, you know, he had this special gift to make people laugh. He had this brilliance. And his charm, he just, he, he connected with people, with, with everybody. And to think that he went from this, from this great producer, then to a contributor on the air, then, then like one of the, the, the top comedy guys on radio, and then get to host 
his own show with you, um, it, there's not that many careers that, that have gone that way. I mean, everybody has their story, but he, he's one of the most unique careers built uh, to that type of level of success that I think we've ever seen. And to your credit, and this is why we'll make a comparison between the two of you guys, um, because you are now at the very, very top of the game and have been for many, many years. You were inducted into the Hall of Fame last year. It doesn't get bigger than that, Mike. You're that great at what you do. But you're the same guy that I see in pictures from 25 years ago with that beautiful head of hair playing in a basketball game with, uh, you know, Jody Mack and, uh, and Bernie from WFAN. And, and that was him, too. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie to you. Some of this has gotten to my head over the years, obviously, and, and most people that would. But you and Bernie, Bernie, he just the same exact guy. Is that fair to say, Mike? The same exact guy uh, two weeks ago when he enjoyed this tremendous success and the guy you met 30 years ago. He never changed. I mean, he was, you know, the phrase man of the people. I called him, uh, he was our every man because he could get along with anyone. If, you know, if you told him he had to spend a day with a 90 year old woman, he would find a way to have fun and, and, and have a great day. Well, well, he he, he kind of did that. With a nine year old kid, yeah. he'd do the same thing. He just, he could just get along with everyone. And that's, that's one of the great things of working with him side by side all, all those years is that um, he had this great spirit every single day. Like he came in ready to go. He was ready to work because, you know, he had that old fashioned, that work ethic uh, of he was dedicated to his job and whatever show he worked on, uh, he was going to be at his best and he wanted the show to be at, a, at their best. And, you know, um, off that, you know, it's not just a love and admiration for him as a friend. It's just the ultimate respect for, for what he did as a professional as well. You work uh, these nicknames with Walt Clyde Frazier, and uh, Bernie did a very good Walt Clyde Frazier. He'd find these uh, two words, and he'd rhyme them, and he'd put them in, uh, you know, different uh, conversations. It could be a political conversation. It could be a sports conversation. And also one of his most famous bits was when he did the former St. John star, Philadelphia uh, 76 or New Jersey net, Jason Williams. So when you're around these guys, these NBA stars, were they aware that Bernard McGurk were doing their voices? Oh, sure. Jason Williams, off of that, wound up becoming a friend of the show and would appear on the show. Um, and, and Clyde got a huge kick out of it. I mean, <laughs> one of the great ones was, um, you know, and, and as we know, things that, that you said back in the shows back in those days, you can't say today that, you know, the climate has certainly changed in terms of people's sensitivity. Um, but there was one time that Clyde talked about a ball going, a ball was deflected out of bounds, and I mentioned on the air that, that uh, <laughs> ball was deflected out of bounds, hit a woman in the face. And Clyde, just making a joke, said, yeah, well, she was probably running her mouth like all women instead of watching the game. And it was, it was funny. Um, but the next morning, Bernard replayed it on Imus oh, over, over oh, and over God. again, using Bernard's, you know, Bernard doing oh, the Clyde oh, oh. imitation. Oh, boy. And uh, we wind up having to apologize on the air for being insensitive to the woman. Um, but that's the kind of stuff that he did. And, and I heard Rob used a great word uh, earlier, Rob Bartlett, um, when he called him fearless. He said Bernard was fearless, and he was. And the ironic thing was is off the air, I mean, he was as kind as could be. Not that he was mean, but he was fearless, and he was able to perform. He had this great performer inside of him uh, when that microphone went on and was not afraid to, to take chances in terms of the comedy. And, you know, often it was irreverent. You know, sometimes it was over the line. 
Um, but ah. it just it was always funny. And, yeah. and I, I think the other thing, Sid, and I'm sorry for going on. I could, you know, you and I could talk about him for hours. Um, he was one of the most unique broadcasters from this standpoint. Now, there are a lot of broadcasters who are brilliant and well-read and their commentary on social aspects, uh, on political aspects are all good. And Bernard was that. Uh, there are also many hilarious comedians in, in our field who, who make you laugh every time they open their mouth, and Bernard was that. But there are very few. In fact, try and think of how many are both, and, and that's what Bernard was. He was both. He was both this unbelievably funny, quick-witted uh, guy that had something funny to say almost on almost anything, but at the same time, he could give real interesting, biting, well-thought-out commentary on important issues in the country and in the city. And I think that's what set him apart from almost everybody else. Well, that is so well said and so true. It's important that folks know that Mike Breen was a dear friend. I mean, we've talked to a lot of folks today that knew Bernie very, very well. Some worked with Bernard for years. But you folks should know that Bernie and Mike Breen were literally best friends. So when Mike called me, the pain was in his voice from the very moment I picked up the phone. And there is a personal story here, Mike, your beautiful wife, who I, we were with yesterday, me, Danielle, you, and Ro. Uh, that, that happened because of, uh, of, of a, was it a chance thing with you and Bernard, that whole, that whole you and Ro marriage? Well, uh, it's fine. Bernard, when, he, when I first started at WNBC, I wasn't on the air. I was a producer, and Bernard wasn't on the air. He was in the promotions department. So we became great pals. This is back in 1985. And the woman he worked for was a woman named Lori Gadis, um, who had a cousin that she kept trying to set me up with. I want to set you up with my cousin. I want to <laughs> set you up with my cousin. And I didn't want to do this blind date thing. So finally I agreed to it. And I'm, I'm so nervous. And uh, I spoke to the girl, and she said, yeah, I'll meet you. We decided to meet at a bar, and she was going to bring a bunch of her friends. So I had to bring somebody. And who was I going to bring but Bernard? So oh my Bernard gosh, came with me. He's great. When I went to, to meet this girl who turned out to be my wife now of 33 years, Roseanne. Wow. And, and we all, the thing I laughed about yesterday was what she remembers most about the night was, was not me, was the way Bernard was dressed. <laughs> Short shorts and these long white socks, and I suppose it was fashionable back in 1985. And he had sticking out of one of the socks, I mean, the largest comb I've ever seen. And this goes to show you how far back it was, is because, you know, everybody remembers Bernard as being bald, or as yeah. I must called him, the bald-headed stooge. Yeah. Uh, but he had this beautiful head of hair back yeah, then, I and did. he carried the, oh. carried the sock in his, uh, carried the comb That in is sock. funny. And, and by the way, that uh, fashionista in Bernard didn't change. I could tell you that just a couple of years ago, we were on the way to do Bill O'Reilly's show, and I'm dressed in a Joseph Abu jacket, Mike, and I'm all dialed up. Bernie's wearing, like, work boots, Timberlake work boots, a long pair of, like, cargo shorts, but he had a sport jacket on. And he just felt like if I'm wearing a sport jacket, then, then I'm good to go. So right. he maintained he that. He didn't care. He <laughs> was, you know, he really, well, he wasn't interested in, in being a celebrity. What he was interested in was, was making people laugh, um, making his important comments on the air, doing his job on his radio show, whatever show that was. And then going home to Carol and Brendan and Melanie. That's that's what he cared about it every day. And uh, he had uh, his, his, I guess, the ideal night for him would be hanging out in his backyard, barbecuing on the grill with his family. And yep. and that's, yep. you know, that's who he was. And, and that's why we're thinking about Carol and, and Brendan and Melanie and Mel Melanie reading that. 
that letter she wrote to him when she was about seven years old was just, it was so beautiful and touching yesterday. Precious. It really was. Just, it was, it was an amazing yeah. moment, and again, just part of all the love that that have been showering towards Bernard and his family the past week. Well, I'll reiterate what I said at the very top of the conversation. Um, if anybody had to deliver that uh, that heartbreaking news, I'm glad it was you. Uh, not only because I love you so much, because I know how much you and Bernard loved each other, and you have been a um, a really good friend to me the last week. We've had a, a million conversations, text, phone call together all day yesterday, the night before last. So you've been important because this hurts. I mean, I, I lost my dad two years ago, and I thought that was going to be about as bad as it got. And uh, this is right there. And you've been, uh, you've been a tremendous friend to me. And Bernie loved you, and I love you. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. So the, the best of humanity comes, comes forward when, when we go through difficult times. And, you know, everybody's, everybody's hurting. There's, there's still so much pain with losing somebody so special. But, you know, again, because he was, the, he was this great connector, we all bonded together in the past week, mourned together, and, yep. and, and loved and laughed, and, and that's, that's what it's all about. Agreed. Now, next week, I can't wait to watch you do these Nick games because we're going to win the championship this year, right? Let's go Knicks. <laughs> Back to work next week, Sid. Well, okay. Well, thank you for this week. You've been tremendous, and everybody loves you, and, and we'll talk again very, very soon. This was a great spot this morning, too. Thank you, Mike Breen. Thanks, thanks for doing this, and thanks to WABC for doing this. I've been listening since, since its first start of this morning. It's been, uh, for all of us, it's, it's wonderful to, to sit back here and laugh and remember and, and just go down memory lane. Uh, that's great. You've been listening the whole time. I appreciate that, Mike. I'm honored and humbled. Thank you so much, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. There he is, folks, the, the greatest basketball announcer. I never thought I'd say that. It was always Marv Albert, but Mike Breen has gone past him. The greatest basketball announcer in the history of the game and now a deserved Hall of Famer as the voice of the Knicks and, of course, the NBA, the NBA Finals, Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, and most importantly, a dear, dear friend of Bernard and a super guy, the great Mike Breen. Still more to come. Rob Bartlett's going to stop by. Rob was a major part of uh, Bernie's life, of course. Warner Wolf, Tom Bigfoot Bowman, Carly Shimkus, and yes, is somebody else on the line right now? No, no, no. I Not just yet? want you to go cold to me. That's all I I'm going to go cold okay. to you because I, I, there's a rumor that somebody who called earlier that a lot of folks are very happy oh, to yeah, hear from wants to call back. Too. Is that, can we? Yeah, it's con- pretty It's confirmed. confirmed. Okay. You don't want to change his dial, trust me. More of the Bernie McGurk tribute right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC continues right after this. Yeah, I got a beef with Patrick Ewing, man. What is the beef? Yeah, I don't like him, man. That's what I'm saying. I don't like what he did to the players in the strike. I'm sick of the whole Knicks thinking they dominate New York, especially Ewing. I'm going to play Ewing tonight like a... You know, I'm going to play him like a cat plays with a cockroach. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take his stupid ass out, man. Tonight, Jason Williams will sink the missing link, man. That's what I'm saying. Tonight, Ewing's going to look like Tina Turner used to look back in the 70s, man. You know what I'm talking about? You know the flavor, man. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm going to end his career tonight.
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. 77 WABC and Ramsey Subaru remember Bernard McGurk. Remembering Bernard McGurk, this is a Joan Hamburg. When I heard the terrible news that Bernie, the soul, the heart of WABC, had passed away, it brought back so many memories. The first day, I was on my work to WABC, a brand new job. My other station, where I had been for a grown-up lifetime, had been sold. And I went over to WABC, and I was in a cab heading for work, and I heard Don Imus, who later we became friends, but I hadn't really met him before, and he was doing a Don Imus about me and it was funny and it was if you were sitting in the back of a cab and hearing him sort of knock you down i was thinking what is this about but bernie who was the sidekick and in the studio and one of the great broadcasters too came to my defense we hadn't even met each other he was fantastic and he, when I came into the station, he was there to greet me, took me around, showed me, put me under his big umbrella. And I have been in this business a long time, but very rarely do you run into people like Bernard McGurk with his kindness, his generosity, his professionalism. It was really a gift to work with him and know him for all these years. I'm Joan Hamburg, and please keep listening for more remembering the one and only Bernard McGurk. My boy, but now McGurk, I'm playing Mr. McGurk. Hey, Mr. Imus. I wanted to mention, um, and I'm sure uh, Bernie would agree, uh, one of the most, uh, one of the most brilliant people I've ever dealt with in all these years is Esther Newberg. Yes. Yeah. And she is uh, head and shoulders, uh, the best literary agent, including Swifty, what's his name, and whoever else ever did it. Uh, to, to, to ever put a bunch of stuff on an expense account that probably shouldn't have been there. <laughs> and she's made some amazing book deals over all these years. Oh, God, she's the best. Very clever and... Uh, clever funny. and funny, yep. brilliant, brilliant education and a, and a, great, uh, and a, a great sense of humor. And, you know, she's been, we've been we brutalized her forever. <laughs> Shout out to Esther Newberg. Come Shout on, it. baby. Shout it. What up, E? And I just tweeted, Bernie, a picture uh, 
at the Amish show. We're going to change it to where my Amish at at nine. But a photograph from my ghost got a note from Joseph Abood. Oh. You're still an honorary son of a bitch, but you and did but raised one hell of a young man. You should be uh, you should be so very proud of him. And I've been very proud to have been a small part of the Imus Ranch for Kids with Cancer. Remember, Kaboot put up $250,000, and his name is painted on the indoor arena at the, uh, at the Imus Ranch for Kids with Cancer. And he writes, what an amazing achievement in itself. What an amazing uh, career. We're going to miss you, you miserable old bastard. He's a great guy. That is very sweet. He's a great guy. Loves the Amen. Thank you, Bernie. Thank you. Thanks for being with me all this time, baby. Thanks for having my back. Ramsey Subaru in 77 WABC. Remember, Bernard McGurk. Ah, the summer wind, my favorite song. Piscopo does a great summer wind. I'm glad you got that in there with Joseph Abood, by the way, because uh, he's been texting me for days. And he was also a huge part of the Imus show back then, between 2000 and 2005, when I was there. Joseph was huge. He did the whole Sid Rosenberg, Janice Dean makeover show on TLC from O'Hegan Sun with our good friend Mitchell Lettuce. Talking about good friends, he went from uh, running the board to now the program director. He's doing a really marvelous job. i got to give him credit. And he's been with WABC from the beginning, and he really did love Bernard. He yes, really, really absolutely. did. Absolutely. Uh, Matt Meany, Matthew, how are you, pal? Good, man. I was here earlier, said that I had some uh, stuff that I wanted to play, um, and uh, one of the, the things over the years working with Bernie and, and music and finding what you guys like in music, it was always fun coming back into segments, and the listeners out there, Loved when Bernie used to sing along to uh, this to to some of his favorite songs. So I put a little compilation together. And uh, Lou, if you if you would uh, fire that puppy away. Here she come knocking on my door, baby. Tell me what you got on your mind. I guess those college boys all went home for the summertime. On the road to sweet I play her oh, <laughs> I'm on the road to sweet a fire, sick in my hand and throwing me eye. St. Patrick's Day coming up soon. Yeah. yeah. Sookie. I had a Pacquin plate. Sookie, 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 Sookie. Hey, now. I want to do bad things with you. Bad things with you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I took your home and be a wild Show me how you do. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere in the 77 WABC app. Oh, oh, oh. Everybody. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere in the 77 WABC app. No. Sing it, Bernie. I think Jimmy Webb wrote this song. Someone left the cake out in the rain, Bernie. He wrote it for, uh, what the hell's his name? The big Irish guy. Clyde Campbell? He played Dumbledore in uh, Dumbledore. Harry, Harry Potter. Uh-huh. 
We're standing in line, the clubs will never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never gonna win this. Life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. Tell me what you want. I want a brand new house on an episode of Grand. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. 10 plus me. Stop that. Come on now. <laughs> Don't do that, Jimmy. <laughs> There's only one kind of way out of this place. Said the joker to the thief. Get the vomit out of my throat. Airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars. I could really use a wish right now. Wish right now. I wish there were no more Democrat debates. Beautiful girls all over the world. I could be chasing, but my time would be wasted. They got nothing on you, baby. Nothing on you, no, 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 on you. They might say hi, and I might say hey, but you shouldn't worry. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. From Bruno Mars. Yeah, yeah. Back here on the Bernie and Sid show. Twist and shout. Ah, uh, burn. Look at you, huh? So shake it up, baby. Get you there. Oh. Hey, hey. To wake you up, folks. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Wow, thing. Oh, Herb Albert. <laughs> One of the greats. <laughs> Love it. More Albert's brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's the game show music, you know. It's like, this is uh, the dating game. The dating game, yeah. Yeah, this is 1960s, man. Gotta love it. Is it Shaggy? I think it is, yeah. No? Yeah, it is. It is. No, it isn't. It's Kenny Camus. Did I just commit a hate crime? I think you did, bro. It does sound like Shaggy. is wasn't me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Very good. It's Jamaican. It's Jamaican. Bumba Clot Mine. I got my mind set on you. I got my mind set on you. But it's gonna take money. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. A whole lot of spending money. Oh, this is Bernie's Friday night song, baby. This is like night fever for John Travolta for Bernie. You get all crazy, right? I do like this. Now I'm feeling Friday. And then you should, too. I hope everybody's feeling Friday. A two-day respite from the madness. Wow, he did love that song, man. All of them. All of them. Yeah, he did. He loved them all. That was a great piece of... You did all that? I actually, believe it or not, I I was I came here on Wednesday night when uh, this all you know yeah. happened, and yeah. uh, I started looking through folders. I had already put it all together. Um, wow, um, that was really special. That was great, man. Yes. He did love all those songs. He did. He did. 
Oh, that was great. That was yeah. great, Matt. Thank you. Thank you, Sydney. And later, I'm going to try to sneak this Len Goodman interview in. It is absolutely hilarious. But I know you got uh, another hour to do here. We do. We got some uh, big names coming up. That was very special, Matt. Thank you. He did love all. And that was a big part of his persona on the air. All that music. Excellent job, Matt Meany. Thank you so much. Hour number five is now in the books. You've got one more hour to go, which includes Rob Bartlett. Warner Wolf, Carly Shimkus, and I think I see Tom Bowman walking around the studio. There he is. Look at that guy. We'll come back and uh, finish up today's Bernie McGurk tribute with our number six. And it's only right here on Talk Radio 77, WABC. One day it called to you. This is Chad Lopez on behalf of the WABC family. Today we honor the life of our colleague, our friend, Bernard McGurk. Everyone here at 77 WABC has been sharing their memories of Bernie. How funny he was, how great of a friend he was, and how amazing he was on the radio. From stories about him singing along to his favorite music, talking about the latest book he read, or sharing stories of how proud he was of his kids and his family. Bernie was a man to rally around during the Imus in the Morning days, unifying the staff every day to remind you to keep going and don't give in. His voice on the Imus show was unmistakable. And I don't mean his speaking voice. I mean the voice of the show. He will be missed by all that knew him and listened to him. We here at 77 WABC share in the pain of not only losing our colleague, but a husband to Carol and father to Brendan and Melanie. Today we share in the joy of celebrating his life. Keep listening all day long as we honor our friend, Bernard McGurk. And now we will pause. For a moment of silence. Seventy seven WABC and Ramsey Subaru remember Bernard McGurk. Remembering Bernard McGurk, this is Dominic Carter. Bernie was the most professional person of anyone that I've ever worked with. He was always prepared. He was always thorough. And you were not going to outwork him. I say this with all my heart. He was one of the nicest guys to me that I have ever met in this business. He welcomed me. He embraced me. And he said any way that that he could help me, he would. And whenever I arrived here, whenever I did the morning show with Bernie, Bernie always beat me here, and he was in the side studio working when I walked in. I will greatly miss him. He is such a good person, and I, I wish this didn't happen to him, but it's, it's, it's part of life. And um, Bernie, just know that you made a difference. You made a difference to a lot of people. And you made a difference to me. You didn't have to be nice. You were on top of your game at the very top. But yet you found time to be nice to me. This is Dominic Carter. Keep listening for more. Remembering Bernard McGurk. Dennis Miller, the comedian. First of all, good morning, Dennis. Good morning and say hi to Jimmy, the kid who leaks this phone call. Jimmy, say hi to Bernie. All right, we're leaking. 
<laughs> Jimbo. Speaking of sports, Dennis Miller, they just hired some dude named uh, Booger McFarlane to uh, host Monday, one of the hosts on Monday Night Football. How far has that fallen? It's not even on network TV any longer. And they have these no-name guys from the days that you and Howard Cosell and all the big-name guys were on. Oh, listen, I, I can't judge that guy. I, I was half the country hated my guts. So listen, it's, it's a job that you should take if you want to. Realize you're going to be in the fray. I think that kid played for Tampa Bay. Yes, he was good. Uh, and he said, yeah, he was good. He's had that nickname since he was young, and I hear him periodically on NFL networks. He sounds like obviously knows football, but the one thing I would say is you're never going to please any everybody in that job. Booger, of course, is going to do some uh, on-the-field stuff. He's not really. Uh, he's not going to be in the booth as a host. By the way, his, his brother, the crew. his brother Dingleberry, will, will <laughs> sit in for him now and then. Dingleberry <laughs> McFarland. Dennis, I was alluding to your Twitter account, which is absolutely. Hilarious. I mean, and clever. Uh, one of the t- one of the tweets you put out was ever so slowly but surely. He's forcing them to tap out. I assume you were talking about the president, and them would be the uh, well, the resistance. Well, sure, you can see it every day. I, I know, mean, it's great. Uh, you're just starting to see people think, well, this is. Uh, and I think the smarter people will get in early. It's like buying futures on the Chicago Merc. You know, you, some days it's pork belly. Some days you want to get in early on not hating Trump. And I think that's what's happening right now. Listen, you can't take a week where the guy has a 3-9 overall unemployment rate, 6-6 in the African-American community, pulls the check out or pulls the chair out from under the table on Iran. I mean, I can't believe that deal, for God's sakes. Sending that much cash on a, you know, uh, out in the middle of the night on a pallet into the desert. My wife says if she's talking to a guy who, uh, you know, uh, a drapery guy on the phone, and he says, I want cash, he doesn't trust it, much less Iran. And then, uh, you know, North Korea, he and Kid Bento Box are going to meet, and if they pull that off, I mean, it's an unbelievable week to come in at the end of that week and buzzkill it. You really are starting to use lose credibility in the middle. The world is his oyster. He's smart and funny and has a big penis. The great Dennis Miller. There he is, there he is, folks. And is allergic to oysters. And is allergic to oysters. <laughs> Hey, Dennis, we love you, man. Thanks, bro. On the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show, we're coming right back. Ramsey Subaru in 77 WABC. Remember, Bernard McGurk. Company always on the run, a destiny. Oh, it's the rising sun. Another Bernard favorite, my wife Danielle, my beautiful wife Danielle, turned them on to this. The remake of Bad Company. This is Five Finger Death Punch. As we start the sixth and final hour of today's Bernard's McGurk tribute. We started at 6 a.m., Janice Dean, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. We've been through an awful lot of very important people. Chaz Palminteri, Bill O'Reilly, Bo Deedle, Pete Morgan, Jill Vitale, Lauren Conlon, Peter King, Mayor Eric Adams, Connell McShane, Mike Breen, and uh, Charles McCord, who, by the way, I must say, I've got two very special people live in studio now, Leslie Slender, who will put this whole day together. And uh, really, of all the folks here... She gets the MVP, so great job as always, Leslie, who's turned into our best salesperson. And to my very left here is uh, Bigfoot Tom Bowman, who never really liked Charles McCord. What was that about, by the way? 
Oh, he was just old and grouchy. Yeah. You had a couple of those around. Yeah. I so, like, that was a pretty impressive guest list, which makes me wonder, what the hell am I doing <laughs> You know, you were one of the people they really wanted to put on. Uh, all kidding aside, I know you love Charles, and, and uh, he was on in the 9 o'clock hour, and he's back with us. He really wants his gig badly, I guess. Here he is. Uh, <laughs> our friend Charles McCord. Charles, how about the great Tom Bigfoot Bowman? How about that? I I I I can't. I can't believe Foot is is he in the studio? He's in the studio. I'm in the house. Oh my I adore that freaking man. I hate to say it, <laughs> I, but I always did and always will. And I've been wanting to know a number or something to get hold of of one of the most one of the most handsome men I've ever met. You're going to have Tom. to buy me a drink, Charles. <laughs> it's like a man crush going on I, here. I do, I do find you, and always did, very attractive, Bigfoot. Yeah. That's a little gay. Thank you, sir. Oh, keep, it up, uh, keep it up, McCord. We'll be on WABC that and he'll simulcast is... us on Fox Business, too. You're doing great. We'll go back to Fox that Business. Great. Uh, how many what? years? Uh, and by the way, Charles, say hello to Leslie Slender. She's in studio, too. Hey, McCord. I love Slender. I, I love you. That. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> and she did do. I mean, this, as I said earlier, uh, the, the, in a weird way, this has been great fun listening to this, even though it has all of this obvious melancholy overtone. Yeah. But um, uh, God bless Leslie. God bless you, Sydney. And Thank Tom, you. I can't believe you're there. He it's is here. Great. And uh, so, how many years were you in and around Charles and Don and the whole crew? I think it's a total of 14 years. Wow. I started with uh, Don and, and Charles on September 10th, 2001. The night before. The night Giants before. Broncos. When the first plane hit that next morning, 9-11, I was actually, t- my, my uh, dimus was calling my father a mental patient. And uh, I said, that's not nice. He's my dad because he's a mental patient. He was a, a giant jersey to a football game. What do you think? He's going to play? And the first plane hit. My father is long dead, but he loved Don. He loved Charles, too. But um, so you were you started us the day before the most tragic day in the country's history. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. And then it got worse. Mm. Didn't and it? then he got. Well, it's funny because then that happened, and he, we preempted him on TV for two weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. What'd you put on instead? Just news coverage. News coverage. You know, yeah. Search yeah. for bodies and so forth. Right, yeah. Charles. I remember you know talking about that day. You know, I was uh, at that point already hosting the midday show with Jody McDonald. And yeah. Turnoff came in and he said, no more sports, that's it. They left Mike and the Mad Dog on, those two menses. But they uh, had you guys work about uh, 10 hours a day that whole week. I mean, you guys were outrageous, so good that week. I, I know you worked unbelievable hours. Yeah, we, we did. In fact, that first day, um, <laughs> what a day. But I, I went ahead and stayed on with, uh, with Mike then for a number of hours later on. Mike after, Francesa? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. After the I man had uh, departed, so um, good Lord, what 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 an episode! Yeah, that was uh, th- those were uh, crazy times, no doubt about it. So then, uh, see, there was a transition for you then, Tom, during the I Miss show. I mean, you went from did, did, well, they we, were not on Fox Business in two thousand one. No, right? no, we were on MSNBC, right? Uh, and then he was on MSNBC until the uh, the whole Rutgers thing, right? Uh, and then we went to RFD. Uh, which were the dark years. What, were you were you with them even during those years? <laughs> right, 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 some S-kicking cow Oh, child. my God. Yeah. Just one more cow, baby. Yeah. But I just got like $10, <laughs> but I got like $10 million. So I wrote that well for Dottie, boy, I tell you that. Yeah. Uh, Not for everybody else. <laughs> Not for everybody else, right. So so were you there then at MSNBC for the Contessa Brewer moment? 
I was there for the Contessa Brewer moment, yes. Uh, to this day, Lou Rapino has nightmares about uh, the Contessa Brewer moment that Emma... Charles wasn't there. I was... No, Charles, I was there. It was me, Don, and Charles in Secaucus. You and Bernie were back in the studio. Bowman was there. I was one of the psychologists that had to talk to her on the phone, I swear to God. She was shaking on the phone. Well, what about you? Uh, you had to deal with them personally. How did that... All these news ladies. There was also... Who's the lovely one? She's on Good Morning America, the blind one. Amy Robach? Yes. Yeah. She was there, too. Yeah. He, I, I remember we were in the studio, and we put him in there, but he said he wanted a working environment. So we had the whole show teams behind him. Uh, so it's day one, and he turns to me. He goes, get these people out of here. It's too noisy. And like, you asked for us to put them all there. We relocated them into the office. And he said, no, get them out of here. Yeah. So we get them out. And two days later, he goes, it's too quiet in Get here. Get him back in here. Get them back yeah. in here. Yeah. Well, he would do the same thing with us. He would kick me out of the studio and go, where's Sid? Get him back in so here right away. So what are you saying? He did something that was completely uh, unreasonable and didn't make sense? It was the only time. Yeah. Oh, okay, it was yeah. But, then, but Lou, it's good to see you. Yeah, I know. I can't believe you're here. But then, I, I wouldn't be here if I were you, but then, right. that's you. I mean, that's good, good, good job. But then the beauty was you had a guy like Bernard, and, and Bernard would uh, always kind of be that... Uh, that middle ground guy, like when Imus was freaking out or some other stuff was going on. I know you were very close with uh, Bernie Tom. You could always count on Bernie to provide some some comedy and just, just some real relief, some calming uh, at the time, right? Yeah, and he was, to this day, one of the smartest people I ever worked with. You think he was smarter was than a... Charles? That's a tough oh, that's a Wait, Charles, is Charles still on the phone? <laughs> We need we need Bernie right now. Phone? We need Bernie right now to provide a buffer. Yes. <laughs> now he was a brilliant. He was he a brilliant was guy. Yeah. Always prepared. Always yeah. great attitude. Always great energy. Um, he was just and and he helped me when I first started with Imus. How, how's that? What did he do exactly? Then? He just foamed the runway and, yeah. and gave me some advice on how to deal with him. Yeah. Basically. Don't make eye contact, you know. Right, no, no that's true. <laughs> you know, yeah. Pe- people don't laugh. Look at him. That was an actual rule <laughs> yeah. at the uh, WFAN in the radio station. You weren't allowed to look at Imus. Yeah. And then he would, uh, Charles, you'll love this. So Imus is making like, I don't know, like ungodly numbers, millions and millions of dollars. And I'm making like, you know, 100 bucks a week. And uh, he walks past all these guys in the newsroom. And he walks all the way around. He's got his briefcase, his cowboy hat on. Everybody's scared to death. He would lean over, walk up to my desk, lean over, go in my ear and go, I need you to be funny today. And he would walk away, and I go, "Wait a second! This guy's getting thirteen million dollars. What do you mean he needs me to be funny today?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You talk about the pressure. I'm brand new in the business. I had no idea what I was doing. He needed me to be funny that day. How about that, Charles? <laughs> so, absolutely. That's why he surrounded himself with I know. The people he did. And that, and he, but he did the same thing to Bernard. You know, so he'd, he'd say, "Bernie, I need you to write a really good bit today." And Bernie, oh, he... right, right. Oh, he would, he would, he'd call me at night and say, all right, this is what I need. And I got to, uh, you know, I, I, you talk about pressure. You talk about <laughs> under the gun, under the microscope. Yeah. And you just said, oh, yeah, yes, I am, man. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do my very best. No, 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 I really need this. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> but yet we're sitting around today talking about Bernard and, uh, and all these times. And for the most part, we're talking about really miserable times, and yet we all miss it. Uh, why is that the case, Tom? Play psychologist for us today. How could it possibly be the same that, that we'll sit around talking about all these times where Imus would call Bernie, Imus would call Charles, Imus would put pressure on me, and we miss those times? How's that? I think it's Stockholm Syndrome that you know, it is. we You're just right. were yes. just abused yeah. for so long that we think that's, that's normal. 
You know who misses it the most is Leslie. Right. Leslie was the biggest I'm all. Oh, you loved Imus. I remember I one Imus. time. I remember one time it was getting late in Imus's career, and I'll be honest. I went to Leslie and I said, "I think it's time for me to do the morning show." I swear to God, we were out of some comedy club. I know the story. Somewhere. Yeah, I know it. and she goes, "Wait a second, you're pretty good at what you do, but this is Don Imus." I go, "I don't care." It's over. He was great at one point. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do this. And she looked at me like I was crazy. And I probably was, by the way. I admit that now. But, but I was serious at the time. But you, your love for Imus, you were like, you, you, you literally got offended that I, that I said that back then. But who loves you so much now? You do, Who's yes. your biggest yeah. fan right well, now? Well, Don's dead. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but you that conversation what? did take place, and you, you, you loved him so much. It absolutely did take yeah. place. Yeah. And, you know, I, you, to ask, answer your question, I think that this entire cast was simply magical together. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. Despite all the chaos, despite yeah. all the craziness, we had a team, whether you were behind the scenes, you know, the front row, you just played a huge part in the success of yep. this team. And it was just brilliant to be able to be working around all these people. And, you know, you, you look at that list of your, the guests that you've had this morning. Bernie didn't only care about the big guest and the big people, yeah. the high-profile people. He cared about little people like me who yes, came into did. radio yep. and didn't know anything of what I was doing. Yeah. And walked in on my first day with I'm screaming at me. And he looked at me with that adorable little smirk that we see right here in the yeah. picture. And he said, it's going to be okay. They, they hired you. They hired you for a reason. So just go do it. Yeah. And he that was, was right. him. And that by the way, you, you actually have the uh, fortunate opportunity. Uh, you've been fortunate in that you saw both. I did. You saw Bernie excel with Imus, and you've been here for the whole Bernie and Sid number one run. Tom can't say that. Luke can now say that. Charles can't say that. Yeah. You've been there for both. And it's, been, cool. it's been a blessing, and it is really cool. And yeah. it's cool to be sitting here today. I wish we were sitting here under different circumstances. But when you think about a, you know, a tragedy like this that brings a team together and then provides laughter yeah. to all those listeners out there that love you guys day in and day out, it's a really special day. So I'm, I'm really incredibly fortunate once again at WABC to be a part of something that's so memorable. Yeah. So you were, so you're at Fox Business still now, right? Uh, yes, Tom? I am. Yeah. And uh, uh, you were surprised to see that I have it on inside the studio. I watched Maria Bartiromo every morning. I told her that when she called in for the Columbus Day Parade just a couple of days ago. I'm not sure she believed me, but you can confirm that now. I will go home. I mean, back, not home, but back to... <laughs> Wait, do you live with her? No. no. <laughs> Let's back. not start rumors. Let's go back to the uh, studio, and I'll confirm to her that Fox Business yeah. is on. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Lou, is it always on, or is it just for today? Uh, I, I don't like to go in there because God knows what he's doing. <laughs> I, 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 I stay in here about 95%. I can tell you the guy's honest truth. That channel hasn't changed since I've been here uh, uh, in years. So, yeah, tell all your Fox friends. Business. Tell all your friends. I will, yes. Uh, now we've got another guest hopping on with us. We've got Charles McCord, Tom Bigfoot Bowman, Leslie Slender. I'm Sid Rosenberg, Lou Rafino, And joining us now, another hugely important member of the Imus in the Morning cast, another dear, dear friend of Bernard. And uh, the only other guy who was funny has been on the show, and that is the very talented Rob Bartlett, who did call me a couple of days ago when Bernie died, and it was a beautiful conversation. Here he is, uh, the great Rob Bartlett. Rob, good morning. How are you, pal? Good morning, and God bless. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Hey, Rob, first of all, say hello to your old friend Charles McCord. Hi, Robbie. How are you, baby? I'm good, sir. We got to... We gotta stop doing this. The only time we talk to each other is when somebody dies. <laughs> <laughs> that is not good. That is not good. You're right. It's kind of funny. Well, yeah. I should be careful, Vic. 
Be careful, we'll, we'll you're make, next. No, thank you. <laughs> we, we'll, make, we'll make some adjustments, Robbie. Yeah, figure it out. Okay. Don't worry, Rob. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, when you called me a couple of days ago, you did, Rob, talk about, because you were also responsible for writing bits and doing voices, and you were just incredible at that, and still are, by the way. Um, and, and really did more voices and more bits than even Bernard did and or Charles. That was your gig, and you were great at it. But you did specifically talk about Bernie's writing ability, how he did his voices, how he did his bits when you called me a couple of days ago. Tell the listening audience how much you were impressed by Bernie's work. He he made it look easy, which was really annoying. Um, <laughs> you know, for a guy who you know wasn't really in show business initially, you know, to to be able to just spit these things out like they were nothing, it was it was really. It was kind of a weird thing to see. I mean, it was a wonderful thing to see, but, you know, I was so envious sometimes of stuff that would just, like, fall out of his mouth. Um, and he he did all these other voices. I mean, there are characters that he did that I don't even think people would remember. He did the most amazing Woody Allen impression when when that whole story broke about Woody Allen taking pictures of Sunyi when she was really, really little. Bernard had this bit where he had like a camera going off in the background and he was like talking to Suni, like trying to get poses and stuff. And I just remember sitting there in awe and literally laughing at how how funny it was. There was a guy we used to work with at FAM, uh, Steve Cohen. And Steve Cohen had uh, gotten engaged and married to Eileen Marchese, who used to yep. do the, yep. um, uh, tra the traffic for us. And, and after they were married, Bernard would do Steve um, in bed trying to wake up Eileen. Eileen. Eileen, you want her? I leave. Come on, I I got a six pack. I got a six pack. I leave. It's a six pack of pints. I mean, it was that six pack of pints is what yeah. put me. Over. It was that specificity that he had that was like, yeah, yeah. so unbelievable. Um, yeah. and he just made it look easy. And and the stuff that he got away with, you know, especially in the cardinal things, it was like, it, it was it was like a question of we wait to see at what point everyone was going to go ah. Yeah, no, but he knew that. that yeah, but, but it's funny you bring that up, Rob, because he he always said to me, he said, "I could never go after Imus when I was Bernie McGurk, but when I was the Cardinal, <laughs> I could be the most oh. vicious bastard ever, and Don was going to find a way to lap it off." I don't think once, once in all the years that Imus call him that night and go, "Hey, buddy, what'd you say today?" That wasn't really never once. It was okay no. as long as it was the Cardinal. Right. Yeah, off the air, you know, he could do whatever he wanted. He could trash him left and right. Right. But uh, <laughs> yeah. out of earshot, obviously. Yeah. But um, it, it, it was amazing, the stuff that he used to say. You know, your two-legged two bit of spit. I mean, just that whole thing was, it was just great. So, and it, it was. started out, it started out as such a, a simple, like, I just wanted him to read the lotto numbers, just read the lotto numbers. And I don't I don't exactly know how it came out that I was the first, you know, Cardinal O'Connor and then Cardinal Egan, how that was decided. Other than the fact mm. that Bernard had a great Irish accent, you know, um, and then you St. Patrick's Day, he'd do a Cardinal and he'd sing all the songs, but he would like change the lyrics, you know, if you're I must get out of me parlor. I mean, it was like all that kind of stuff. It was just great. Now, is it true it's, that, it's, that you have harbored some resentment over the years that when I miss would go really, really tough on you? And he did, fat bastard, all these uh, horrible things. 
that you, you resent Charles because he never stuck up for you, not once, never, not once, never. Oh, I, res- I resented everybody. <laughs> I resented Charles. I resented Bernie. I resented Lou. I resented you, Sid, to be honest with you. I'm a big fan of you. You know, I'm not a big fan of yours, yeah, to be I know, I know honest. I know to be honest, and, you know, I really don't like you. Um, but I'm, I'm willing to put that aside. Okay. I'm willing to put that aside right. because I know, you know, you, you, you're going to need a co-host. Yeah. Because let's face it, you're, you're, you're not really capable of doing the show on your own. And, you know, I've been able to clear my schedule. Okay. And, um, yeah. you know, I just want to say, I'll just wait for the call. Well, you know? let me and, give you these three Leslie, words. I guess... I'll give, you, uh-huh. I'll give you these three words, Rob. We'll call you. How about that, okay? <laughs> I'm by that phone. Well, don't just stay by that phone. Don't move. Don't move. Stay right here's by that what phone. I'm thinking. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Leslie, the way she's moving up this corporate ladder, eventually she's going to be at a point very soon when she's yeah. going to be running the station, and oh, then no I doubt. know I'll get the call. No doubt. So, yeah. But, know, by the way, be, my, my, Rob, you did say over the years, my friend Tom uh, Bigfoot Bowman sitting next to me on my left, that you did appreciate his work because somehow. With his comic work at Fox Business, he made you look skinny on uh, television. I don't know how he did that. How did he do that? Well, I always maintain that the camera adds 80 pounds. So no, It's only know. 15 pounds for most, most people, Rob. But yes, in your case, it was 100. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back to my original weight now. Hey, Seven said, pounds, but, uh, six uh, ounces. Also, so, that's funny. You you also were way very... to go, Sid. You got a great sense of comic timing. Uh, I'm you know, sorry. I, I, I like, just step on every line left and right. Yeah. You know, Bernard no, saved you, man. Yes, he Bernard did. Bernard saved you. Yeah. For once, if a Bernard, you'd be in the gutter right now, <laughs> Rosenberg. You'd be in the gutter if it weren't for Bernard McGurk. I agree. But listen, on a, on a serious note, you you were very sick yourself just a couple of weeks ago, and Louis kept telling me, Rapino. That, like, hey, listen, uh-huh. don't be surprised if Rob is next. That was this exact quote, i got to be honest. Uh, so, so, um, oh, my God. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for um, the flowers and the, yes. and the call and the card. Oh, that's right. You didn't send anything. Um, um, yeah, I went in for a routine hernia procedure, um, which turned into a seven-week hospital stay. Um, and I'll just say this, you know, um, health care in America, not so much. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I'm back. I'm back. I'm, I'm getting stronger every day. Um, uh, but, you know, that's not it's not about me, Sid. It really isn't about me for once. And, and I know I should you know, I don't need to tell you this because it's always all about you, Sid. That's correct. But now it's, it's, not, it's not all about me. It's, it's, I, I think that, first of all, Ramsey Subaru, bang up job sponsoring this. And kudos for Leslie Slender oh, yeah, for figuring yeah, out yeah. a way to monetize. This guy really needs a job. This. Oh, my God. He's mentoring sponsors at this point. <laughs> no. Are you nuts? It's well, about no. I mean, I Ramsey think Subaru. Are you nuts? Putting... Sponsors? Well, without Ramsey Subaru. Without Ramsey Subaru, we wouldn't be doing this today, Sid. Because let's face it, once Bernie was gone, you're going to see these sponsors jump and ship like rats off the Titanic, right? Oh, 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 oh. Bernard's gone? Oh, oh no, 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 no. Bigelow T, gone! Who's still there? Oh, Sid, who? Yeah, that's right. Well, the good news is Bigelow T left three years ago, but you're all over it, Bob. Thanks for listening. Hey, listen. <laughs> we love you. We're glad you're okay. This was a brilliant performance, and if you really need a job, well, just call us, okay? We'll figure it out somewhere. I don't know. It's got, not that I need other stations a job. In other cities. No, you it's do. You need a job. It's not that I need yeah, a no, job. No, you do. You need no, a job. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying semi-retirement, but right. you know, when you start whittling, <laughs> it's, it's time to start thinking about maybe... It sounds like it's working out great so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> thank you, Rob. I got to take a quick break. Anyway. Uh, thank you, Rob. We, no, no, you, we no, gotta, no. We I'm not to, done. No. I'm not oh, done. No wonder I must hated you. Look at this. <laughs> figure, figure out your schedule a little better. Okay? Uh, no, we have to go. Okay. In all thank seriousness. You. No, okay. All He's still talking. Why is he still talking? What is going on here? Because I want you to shut up so I can get in at least a tribute to, to Carol and, yeah. and Melanie and, okay. and and Brendan and 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 God bless them and, and okay great God thank you that's right thank you very much Rob. we have to go yeah great God I was screwy <laughs> God I love Rob Bother that was great we got to take a quick break I've got Warner Wolf on uh, on hold too I've got Bowman I've got Leslie I got to tell you Rob was brilliant that was really funny. You're still not going to hire him. But I know. Really- no, we're not going to hire him. No. <laughs> Bo Deedle is still laughing back there. Bo was having a blast. Thank you, Rob. That was really great. Still more to do. Carly Shimkus, Warner Wolf, Leslie and Tom will stick around, and Charles McCord as well. More of the Bernie McGurk tribute right here on ABC right after this. The tribute to my main man, Bernard McGurk, continues. It's been a glorious morning. Tom Bigfoot Bowman, Leslie Slender, still in studio. Charles McCord, the great Charles McCord, is uh, still on the phone until uh, that phone line will die soon because he's somewhere in the Ozarks. I can't believe he has phone service to begin with. So how much longer you got, Charles, before the phone and the TV and everything else dies where you live and that wherever you live? He's not even there now. It's dead or alive. Laying a laminate floor, so uh, <laughs> got to take care of those things right now. <laughs> but you, do, you, do you actually live in the mountains, like in the like in the mountains in the Ozarks? Or are you like uh, somewhere like almost a ground floor uh, location? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm overlooking a very pretty lake. Oh, right now. that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy that for another week or so, and then um, we'll pick you up at Kennedy Airport next Monday. Uh, Warner Wolf is one of the all-time greatest. Uh, when you talk about TV sports, he is the greatest. I'll say it right now. I mean, I've seen a lot of great guys over the years, and Len Berman and Sal Marciano, all those guys were terrific, but nobody came close to Warner. Then Warner became a major radio star for Imus for many, many years, as well as other spots. And then he went to uh, Florida and got arrested. It was, it was very odd. Uh, but here he is. <laughs> Our dear friend, let's go to the videotape, Warner Wolf, Warner Sid, Tom, Leslie, Charles, Lou. Oh, We're all here, buddy. How are you? I'm okay. Thank you very much, Sid. By the way, your voice has improved an awful lot. Do you oh. have a cold? No, but I've trained my voice to be actually... It's funny you say that because we play old Imus sound from the early 2000s, Warner, and my voice was, like, really, really high. So I trained it over the years. This is actually hard work on my part, so thank you. It's very good. You've done a good job. Oh, thank you, Uh, Warner. Thank you. Listen, 
you you hit on it earlier. Uh, Imus surrounded himself with a great cast. I mean, you know, obviously Rob was clever. Lou would jump in. Uh, Lou, by the way, is a great musicologist. And I'm glad Charles is there because I always wanted to tell him in person. Charles really was the brains of the show. And keep in mind, he did it without the Internet or the computers. I mean, he was brilliant. It's true. And I'll say this, uh, and he's also a great pianist, by the way. Uh, when Charles left the show, I thought, oh, man, that that's really going to be a blow. But what happened was Bernie really took Charles's place. And Charles, uh, although we missed him, didn't miss him as much as we would have if Bernie hadn't taken over. I don't know how much uh, Bernie was paid by Imus, but it wasn't enough because, as <laughs> Charles knows, Bernie, uh, he, he wrote all the uh, questions for the interviews, and uh, he booked all the guests, uh, and he was he was just... He was irreplaceable. And I'll, uh, some nice things, other things about Bernie. You know, if Imus was treating one of the on-air people unfairly, Bernie would jump in at his own risk and defend that person on the air. I don't think anybody else could have gotten away with that. And uh, we were always happy when Bernie would take over the show if Imus was on vacation because the show wasn't so heavily structured with Bernie, and it was more loose. And Bernie had no ego. He's very humble. And uh, he always showed the, a humorous side of a story. So that, that's, to me, that's how it worked. Well, how about that, Charles? Your comments on Warner's comments? Warner's comments are, are just absolutely dead on. Bernie stepped up and and there, I, I, I don't know who else could have carried that program as well as he did. And as I said to you earlier, uh, it's Sydney, right? Yeah, that's, that's, Sid, that's still Sid. That, five hours of the same guy. You, you, I know, I know the kind of challenge you're facing right now because where you guys brought that program to number one. But if there's anybody who can meet the challenge that I know you face now with this terrible deficit. Uh, it, it said no Rosenberg. Said oh, Rosenberg God, can do thank, it. You can oh, step is, into it. I can't hey, believe you know, that. Thank you. No, it, it's true. Thank you. You know how far uh, Warner Wolf and I go back to Washington D.C. is where we met at radio station WTOP, the Post Newsweek station in Washington. Wow, many we, years. What year was? If you had to take a guess, Charles and Warner, what year would have that been? If you had to guess. I know what year it was. What was it? Nineteen sixty-five. Wow! I wasn't it, even yep. born yet. I wasn't even born yet. I was negative two <laughs> years old. The Mets were four years from the first World Series. My God! Oh my God! Yeah. Wow! Charles was the newsman. That was it. That's right. Charles news. was the newsman. That is now, now. Tom, you got to know uh, Warner Wolf pretty well, right? Tom Bowman. Yes, I love Warner. How are you, Warner? Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Warner is my guy. <laughs> I timing, the timing. <laughs> oh, my mic wasn't on. Right? Yeah, his mic wasn't on. Yeah, he's a oh, TV okay, guy. Yeah, okay. he's my mic yeah. on. Uh, but he does love you, Warner. In fact, Warner, I, and, I, and the same thing with Bernard. I mean, Bernard, everybody loves Bernard. Uh, I've, ne I've never met one person, not one, 
in all the years I've known Bernie, 22 years, not one, that did not like Bernie. Me, a lot of people don't like me. That's fine. I don't care. Uh, everybody likes Bernie. Same thing with you, Warner. I mean, everybody loves you. You're just that, that lovable sports guy. You're very smart, a lot smarter than people even know. You've got a great oh, yeah. historical reference also, great historical reference. I mean, your politics are all screwed up. I can't help you with that. You are what you are. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, you're, you're a pretty bright guy. <laughs> you, you mean we... Uh... We have no inflation and keep printing money. That's right. Yeah, you see, you're all over it. <laughs> and let the illegal immigrants in. And, exactly and right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, one more quick one, Warner, before I got to get to three more guests before we wrap this thing up. And it's great to hear from you. We do love and miss you. You are the all-time best. Who's going to win the World Series this year, Warner? Oh, I mean, the Dodgers look so strong. If I had to pick a team, I yeah. would pick the Dodgers. But you know what? I don't really care. Because I I only work on Monday mornings on WOR. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah, every Monday morning. You do sports with Len and Michael? Yes. Oh, good. I didn't know that. Okay. And other things, too. One time I play pickleball down here. It's a huge sport. I know. It's huge here, too. Huge. So they said, uh, Warner, do you know that they've uh, started a, 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 a league yeah. of nude, nude oh, come on. pickleball players? Oh, Jesus, come on. I, I said, what? They said, so what do you think of that? <laughs> I, said, I said, well, I'll tell you what. I'm in. We don't need to see any more loose balls. We're <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, but that is gone. Thank you, Warner. That was, uh, wait a way to end that one. That's no, perfect. No wonder they have him on WOR. Yeah. No wonder they got him. Yeah. Once I, I, a week. Man, by the way, I did get a very nice email from uh, Michael, how do you say his name? Riedel? Riedel. Riedel. He sent me a really nice email, and he told me... Uh, a funny joke, too. He said, uh, my greatest Bernie moment was I had just written a book. And I was on with Imus. I was a guest. And I said to Imus, I said, uh, Imus, I got great news. My book is coming out. To which Bernie responded, when are you coming out? <laughs> <laughs> which is brilliant. By the way. All right, let's go to <laughs> uh, Carly Simkis. This is another beautiful young lady who Imus employed who also started out uh, about as bottom as it can be, reading emails, that type of thing, and is now a mega superstar. I watch her every morning, Tom. Sorry. Uh, no, actually, good. It's Fox News. Yeah. Five to six before Brian Kilmeade and the other folks take over. And she is great. And uh, I just loved her, too, and so we all love her as well. Carly, who I just saw a couple of weeks ago, and I made an appearance on Fox and Friends. Carly, good morning. How are you, sweetie? Good. It's so good to hear all your voices. This doesn't feel like real life. I could cry. Uh, I'm Charles, I Charles. I haven't spoken to you in years. And Warner and you guys all mean more to me than you will ever know. You, every. I just talked to Lou. I haven't talked to him in forever. Tom, I see every now and then, but not enough. Um, and you know, it's just it's incredible to hear all of you guys at one place again. It feels like old times. It is old Hi. times. Yeah. Hi, Carly, and congratulations on your much-deserved success. Ah, uh, Charles, you're the best. I'm so glad to hear your voice. Everybody loves Charles. There's got to be somebody at the call in 1 800 848. Who doesn't like him? Who doesn't like Charles? Yeah. It's like Bernie. Yeah. I'm telling these guys, you know, they, today we've had 90 guests on this show. Bernie passed away. When I die, John Franco's going to come on. It's going to be a half hour go home. That's with the end of it. Yeah, maybe like a Dwight Goodman. Yeah. Jimmy Tobacco. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you, Dwight. 
But um, same thing, Carly. You know, you just learned how much you love Charles, and we all love Charles, and, and all these guys, by the way. But uh, have you ever met anybody in your now long TV career, Carly, that didn't love Bernie McGurk? Anybody? No, and you know, I well, I, I have very similar feelings about Charles that I do with Bernie. So I met Bernie, uh, I guess, in 2009 when I was hired as IMS's assistant, courtesy of Tom Bowman. Thank you for hiring me and giving me a career. Um, uh, and my initial thoughts about Bernie, and it still holds t- true to this day, is that he's just cool. You know, he had a cool look. Kind of intimidating. You know, he's a t- tall, bald guy from New York. Got a bit of a swagger. I guess that kind of describes you as well, Sid. Yeah, but kind of. <laughs> um, but, yeah, smart, hilarious. He knew how to handle every single situation with Imus. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm at Fox Business at the time. He's at WBC. So when I first met him in person, I was a little intimidated. You know, 22 years old, meeting this guy who's been in radio since 1986, the year I was born. So I didn't know what to expect. And then... He turned out to be the nicest guy ever and really a little bit of a life raft for me uh, because of his kindness. It, it would be my job to get all the guests in the front of the building. And Bernie was doing a weekly or biweekly segment on Fox Business where he would come into the studio and then sit across uh, from, uh, across the desk from Imus. So he would come into the studio and it would be a, sort of this funny thing. And he would always say, how you doing? Don't worry about Imus. You're doing fine. Everything's going to be okay. Even if I made a mistake that day or not, it didn't matter. It was just really nice to hear. And, you know, I don't know, maybe it was because he had a daughter himself or he's just that kind of guy. But it really became that kind of relationship. And that's why I appreciate him so much. It was both. Just so Will you know. forever. Yeah, it was both. It was he's got a daughter about your age, and uh, she's a little older. And uh, but he loved you. I can tell you because we come into work between five and six every morning, and we walk through the through the vestibule in front of the of the of the office here, Carly. Before we hit the studios, he'd be on TV. He'd be like, "Ah, oh, look at that." There's our Carly Shimkus. He was oh. he was so proud Aww. of you. Yeah, he loved it. And 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 Carly's a big star. Do you take credit for that, Tom? You're a Fox no, guy. No, so, I can't no. take credit for. Why it. not? Just take it. Why not? I will. All right. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Tom? What are you All kidding? Right. Keep the checks coming, Carly. <laughs> So you do no, see Carly, Carly once in a while, huh? Once in a while. I, hadn't yeah. see, I didn't see her for a long time with the uh, pandemic, but uh, it's really good to see her success. Yeah. She yeah. worked really hard for it, and she put up with a lot. She did. From, I, I remember some <laughs> of those reminders. days, Carly. You were, uh, I mean, uh, listen, this is a case with a lot of people, not just women, men too, me included, and Bernard, that I miss uh-huh. had in tears, and you had many of those mornings, but... You know what Bernie used to always say, and it's true in the Imus case, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Mm. Yeah, well, Ber- uh, Bernie would always say, wait, I'm sorry, was that to me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Bernie would always say you have to wear a very strong psychological helmet to right. work for Imus. Right. And I caught him in his final years, and at the time, he was kind of like an old bear. He had the growl, but yeah. he wasn't as difficult as I once heard he was. So when Imus passed away, I was genuinely upset. I have a very soft yeah. spot in my heart for Imus because he did put me on air, which led to a you know a longer career at Fox. Yeah. And um, Bernie was right along there with him and always kind of tried to help pick me up when I did make some serious mistakes, too. I'm sure, Tom, you remember the first time I was on air reading an email and I accidentally said, like, the mother of all curse words on air. Do you remember that, Tom? Yep. <laughs> and it was completely no. my fault. It was an unintentional moment, but it was totally like a lot of people have come up to me since and been like, that was staged, right? Like, I miss her, Bernie, or, or Lou had a handle on that. No, I was, it was my responsibility to choose a viewer email. So I went into the I miss fan email account. 
I picked an email and it had a fake name. So it was one of those names where you say the first name and the last name and it creates a curse word. No, I, I don't remember which, which one was it. Which one was it? I think it was more than one. Yeah, it had to be more than one. Yeah, it had to be. Hey, well, I'm going to say, okay, so I'm going to say the name, but I'm going to put a big space in between and then yeah. you can all say it in your heads. Yeah. It was the first name was Mike. And the last name was Hunt. Exactly. Yes. And I was yeah. watching. So yeah. I was watching that clip last yesterday because I remember Bernie and Lou made that moment even funnier. Now I was horrified. I thought I was gonna get fired. And I look over at Imus's face, and he doesn't. He's just like stunned. And then you hear Bernie and Lou in the background, and they're like, "Oh, Richard Gazinius!" Like just like doing all these other funny. Truly mortified. I, so I still use you. it as my ringtone today. That That's is my... funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you both, Lou and Bernie, for bailing me out of that moment. Wow. You got it, and uh, we are thrilled that you called in this morning. We're all really happy for your success. I, I mean it. You're really doing great, Carly. I watch you every morning. You look great. You sound great, and uh, we're thrilled for you. Bernie was, too. Trust me, he loved you. So thank you for calling in this morning, and we'll talk to you again very, very soon. I love you all. Thank you for having me. Take God care. Bless. All right, take care. Charles, uh, you remember when, uh, when she started? That was, I mean, I was pretty raw, too, but she was, like, real raw. Is that right, Charles? Exactly, and yeah. she would... I'll never forget there at Fox Business in those studios, she would always want me to, she wanted me to, to she went on camera, I mean, just, just uh, you know, doing, practicing, to reading uh, the, the teleprompter and this sort of thing, and she wanted me to critique her. <laughs> well, I, I, I tell you, she was a natural. There just wasn't very much to critique. Yeah, it was right. just great. She it, was but, great. But she worked. She did. She yep. worked hard yep. to get where she's gotten, and it's just wonderful to see it. It is. Yes. I want to thank all of our friends at Ramsey Subaru for joining WABC together today as we remember the life of our dear, beloved friend, Bernard McGrook. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap things up. We're all here. We're going to be here. Charles McCord, Tom Bowman, Leslie Slender, Lou Rapino, me, you too, Bill. Don't you worry. I got you. We'll come back and wrap things up. This has been the best six hours of my radio life, I can tell you that. So stay with us. We'll come back and say goodbye to my friend Bernard right after this. I want to thank our friends at Ramsey Subaru for coming together with all of us here at WABC. Today, as we remember the legendary Bernard McGurk, man, I miss you, Bernie. Ramsey Subaru is proud to donate $10,000 in Bernie's name to the WABC Radio Foundation, dedicating their donation to the research, detection, and prevention of prostate cancer. Thank you to all my friends. I love those guys. They know it up at uh, Ramsey Subaru. Two more guests. We've got Charles McCord on the line. In studio, Tom Bigfoot Bowman, Leslie Slender, Lou, Matt Meany, Phil on the other side. One is uh, Mike Gunzelman. Mike filled in quite a bit for Imus when he was away and certainly developed a, uh, a very close relationship with Bernard, especially when I would find him sleeping on my couch in my office in the mornings. <laughs> 
with his odd, naked, and uh, Bernie was one <laughs> office away. Good morning, Mike. How are you, pal? <laughs> What's going on, everybody? No, see, you're exactly right. Me and Bernie were pretty much uh, pretty much roommates. For those uh, that don't really understand talk, you know, AM radio, especially morning shows, it is uh, late nights and very early mornings. So yeah. plenty of times I would... <laughs> Pass out right on your uh, right on your couch, and Bernie would be next to me, and uh, he was literally like, he was literally like a roommate with me. What do you mean next yeah. to you? What are you talking? You were in different offices, weren't you? Am I you going to tell us something we don't know? <laughs> we bang on each. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We bang on the doors. <laughs> oh, okay. On the yeah. walls. Yeah. Well, well, no, uh, you're right. I mean, yeah. So Bernie was uh, you know, he was pretty much like that older that older brother. Like he would look out for all of us. Obviously, professionally, I remember specifically there was one day Warner couldn't do sports. And Imus is like, well, what do we do? And Bernie was like, what about, you know, Gunzelman? And yeah. Imus is like, is that that squirrely-looking kid? Yeah, and the camera went right to me, and Imus goes, do sports. And I had to do it right on the air, wasn't prepped or anything, made a couple jokes, and Imus is like, you're hired. We'll have you on tomorrow. So professionally, Bernie was always there, but he was also just one of – he was just one of the guys with us. You know, some of the funniest moments, it's hard to pick specific ones, obviously all the cardinal bits and all that, but just <laughs> – just being one of the guys and making it just you know a fun show and for the for the listeners out there you got to realize the you know the studios and the newsroom it is a cesspool like the morning shows are just just like there's food everywhere there's clothes everywhere there's just like it's just uh it's lunatics we're all lunatics yeah i remember one day like we had this engineer named crash and crash decided to uh you know, microwave cod at six thirty in the morning. Oh God, I remember that it was terrible. And Bernie left the studio, and I mean, it was soundproof. He comes out, he's like, "What the hell is that smell?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Crash. In the garbage. Yeah, Crash had a, he had like a whole cabinet of like old Chinese food, and he'd walk in at five <laughs> in the morning, fried rice, and uh, he actually got COVID. He left after that, but he was uh, he was quite the character. Hey, are you angry with uh, Tom Bowman that you don't have your own show yet on Fox Business Guns? <laughs> Man, I, I, I gotta give a shout out. Oh, I just signed. Uh, I just signed with Outkick, man. So I'm part of the. Family. Oh, great! So let's go. Great, yeah. My yeah. friend Gary uh, Schreier, he uh, he oversees that. Uh, part of that. Speaking of that, there was one day. Me and oh, thank you. Me and Bernie did. Uh, we're doing those Imus hits at Fox. You know, in the morning. I remember specifically there was one time that Imus just ripped into us. And normally we'd you know run to the subway and have to come back. One day, you know, I'm sprinting to the subway to come back to the ABC studios because you know we had to come back for the next segment. And Bernie literally like grabs my hood and he's like, he's like, yo, he's like, he's like we're not rushing back. Went to get breakfast, walked <laughs> back from Times Square back to Madison Square Garden. The whole time I'm just on the air. Probably showed up 35 minutes later. I'm just destroyed us. But that was Bernie. You know what I mean? He took one yeah. to the team and you're just like, let's just. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah, and, uh, that was him. going to miss it, man. A lot of laughs, a lot of yeah. fun. He so. loved your guns. I love you, too. And uh, can, uh, our kick is great, by the way. Jason Whitlock was there, Clay Travis, all those guys. So it's a big deal. You're a talented kid. I'm glad you uh, you got that gig. And uh, onwards and upwards for you. That's what Bernie would want. That's what I want. So thank you for calling in. We both love you. Thanks, everybody. Great job today. And uh, Bernie, we'll miss you, man. But, you know. It's uh, it, a lot of laughs, a lot of memories. Say, uh, by the way, say goodbye to Charles. He's on the phone now, too. The great Charles well, McCord. Char- Charles, I worked for Charles. It was like his intern for two and a half years. I never even met him. The one <laughs> day, like, That's right. The last day, I freaked across the street to RSD where they were David Brown, and he left. That's right. I, he found, I never got to meet him in person. That's funny.
funny. That is oh, funny. Oh, my God. Thank you, Mike. Well, you're not going to see him ever again anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, one more uh, call before we wrap up. This guy has been a loyal fan from day one. In fact, I distinctly remember doing the uh, the show at the Hard Rock in Atlantic City. I had a good relationship with Jim Allen. He ended up coming to our station. It was a very, very big deal. And the weekend they opened, we actually bashed guitars on stage, me and Bernie, along guys. It was Michael B. Jordan, the big-time actor, Mighty Max Weinberg from the E Street Band, and me and Bernie up on stage. We did two or three great shows. And uh, this gentleman was in the middle of, like, a real serious, like, uh, vertigo attack. He didn't feel well at all. He had no – he couldn't walk. He had no balance. But he made his way – to the Hard Rock that day because he loved us. And he's been a great fan ever since. And Bernie loved him. Patsy Siciliano. Patsy, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good afternoon, I should uh, say. Good morning, Sid. Hey. Uh, I, I, I really I had a whole speech prepared, and I, I'm all choked up. I mean, I love Bernie. You know that. And I love you. Thank and you. Charles and, and Lou and the whole staff, man. I, I, it all started when Hymas uh, auditioned me for that Broadway show back in the day. And um, I met Bernard and... Um, you know, all I could say, if I have time to say, is just if God allowed us to choose our siblings, along with my brothers and sisters, I would have chosen Bernard because I love them. I miss his wit, talent, most of all, a cherished friendship. For 26 years, we stayed in touch. And um, R.I.P., my Celtic brother. Wow, that's beautiful. He loved you too, Patsy. You're, you were a great band. You remain a great band. He really appreciated it. He'd always tell me, Sid, we're going to play Patsy's Christmas song today. Be sure, of course, of course, play it. So he was always looking out for you. And uh, thank you for hopping on for a couple of minutes here today and expressing your love. And just know that he loved you too. Okay, pal? Thank you, buddy. And thank you to Leslie for including me in this tremendous you tribute. You did a fantastic job. Thank you. And I know, Sid, you're going to stay number one. God bless you and the whole Thank staff. you. Thank you, Patsy. That's very, very sweet of you. Thank you. So let's uh, let's go around the room. Wow, that, and was, uh, that was crazy. That, that was, was nice. That was very nice. He's a super, super guy. Let's go around the room and, um, and uh, say one thing a piece about Bernard before we wrap things up. And we may as well start with uh, Charles. Charles is in... Uh, Somewhere in the mountains, in the Ozark. He <laughs> ran from Imus like the place was on fire, but he's been on with us for the last two hours. So go ahead, Charles. All right. Godspeed, Bernie. God rest, Ernie, Bernie. And uh, uh, God comfort, Carol and uh, Melanie Brandon. And thank you so much, Sid. Thank you so much, Leslie, for including me in this. And now, Sidney, this is an order. Yeah. Tuck away that ball. Oh, thank you, Charles. I'm going to miss you. This was great today. Now that you've been on, it's like it's like a tease, you know. It's 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 like it's like you meet the girl on the first date, you kind of like her, and then she rips up your number. How do I get that number back? So please keep calling, and um, we'll offer you a job, and you'll take it. It's not going to be a lot of money. I'll tell you that. <laughs> He's still going to take it. He's, He's going to take, take it. it. <laughs> no, thank you. You were brilliant today, Charles. We all love you, especially Bernard. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. All right, pal. Uh, Tom, Tom Bowman. I just want to say God bless uh, to Bernie, and please, God, look over his family. Uh, and I want to thank Leslie for including me in this. This was really like old home week. Yeah. Uh, really old with uh, Charles and Warner. But, <laughs> 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 but thank you for including me, too, to you, Sid. And, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll be missed. He was a, a really, really good man, and you can't say that about a lot of people. That's true, and he did love you, too, Tom. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you to Bernie from the bottom of my heart for believing in me when I didn't know radio and for teaching me, teaching me and, you know, bringing me along in the ropes. And uh, thank you to you and to everyone for today. It's just been amazing. I'm, I'm so grateful to be a part of this and to Bernie's family. Much love. 
That's beautiful. Lewis, you spent a lot of time with Bernie behind the glass all those years. It was Bernie and Lou, Bernie and Lou. And then he, you came back and um, you joined us the last couple of months, and it was beautiful. He, um, he just told me off the air a lot of times that um, it was glad, he was so happy I was back. Yeah. So I, I got to hear him, and I didn't see him. But um, all my condolences to Carol and uh, Melanie and Brendan. And uh, I was just... I was lucky to work next to him for all those years, and he taught me a lot like he taught other people, and he was such a kind, great person. You, until you, you don't know until you stop to think about Bernie, and um, we had a lot of fun times. That's what I'll always remember. We, we laughed a lot. Everybody knows it. He was so damn funny. He was so smart. He was great to everybody. That's the thing. He was just, before you get to all his attributes, he was just such a nice person to be, and simple, and he just wanted everybody to be good. And um, I, I, I can't believe it's happening still and happened, but I, I'm really going to miss him and love him forever because he, he helped me so much and, and taught me a lot of stuff about radio, and he was awesome an awesome person and I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss him a lot. I'm gonna miss him a lot that's all and uh I'm so glad I'm with you Sid and working with these other guys so um thank you and um I love you Bernie rest in peace well <laughs> that's a hard act to follow I wish I could just replay what you just said because I uh I feel the same way um we um we became a team he said um in the book, in 2010, he looks forward to the day when we become a team. And as God would have it six years later, we became a team. And we took on the most daunting task we'd ever take on. That is morning radio in New York City. And we kicked its ass. Number one. And Bernard was, uh, was the reason. Uh, I'm here, and I love this job, and I love this place. But Bernard was the reason. He was brilliant. He was funny, and he was, to your point, Lou. He was the best uh, person I knew. He was. So with that said, I do want to thank uh, all of our great guests today, all of them. We had about 25 of them. I want to thank uh, John and Marco Katsimatidis for giving us this incredible forum to do what we did today. I want to thank Chad Lopez for his tremendous leadership from the cumulus days to these days, and he is also a major reason why Bernard and Sid got to number one. And I want to thank my guys on this show, Louis, Macedonia, Phil, Justin Ellick, uh, Frankie, Deb, and the whole crew. That is going to do it for this Bernie McGurk tribute. I'm sad it's over. But um, I'll be back tomorrow morning at 6. <laughs> This song was uh, Bernie's sister's favorite song. And her name was Bernadette. She also died of cancer. And every time this song this came on, this song came on, he would say, I miss you, Bernadette, and I love you. How apropos. I miss you, Bernie, and I love you. <laughs>